the Good Morning Hamilton podcast on 900 CHML. Here is the planet's ultimate game. The final of the 21st Football World Cup. Flicked in by Griezmann and flicked on! And France take the lead in the World Cup final! The FIFA World Cup will kick off this Sunday in Qatar. 32 nations, including Canada, for the first time since 1986, will be trying to hoist soccer's golden prize. This tournament as you probably know, is a mega money maker for sponsors. But at least one company, and we'll get to this in a few minutes with our guest, is reaching for a red card, and we'll tell you why. Moshe Lander is a senior economics lecturer at Concordia University and joins us now on Good Morning Hamilton. Moshe, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Let's talk about the big business that is the World Cup. From an economic impact, there's an impact around the world, not just for the host city or the host country. For sure. It's it's the most watched event, uh, even more than the Olympics, even more than the Super Bowl. Uh, and because, like you said, there's 32 countries, uh, which is uh, expanding next cycle to 48 countries. Uh, it, it involves a large part of the world. I mean, there's a reason it's called the World Cup. And so even if your country isn't necessarily participating, a neighboring country probably is. And soccer is one of those sports that uh, is the world sport much more so than anything that we offer in North America. And there's a, a difference between the Olympics, which includes many more nations. I mean, we're into the hundreds, but uh, it's really fractured in terms of fandom because there's so many different sports. It is. And it doesn't run as long either. Right. The Olympics is a two week event. This is an event that's going to run for essentially a month. Uh, So uh, it it also has more uh, individual events. So where you were saying, you know, the Olympics has a a whole bunch of different competitions, uh, you you know, 32 teams playing uh, round robin is going to generate a lot of matches. And so we're going to see wall to wall pretty much for uh two weeks nothing but soccer on tv and so that creates a whole bunch of additional uh programming as well right pre-game post-game uh highlights uh podcasts are now being developed that are just going to cover world cups so uh it, it creates this monster uh of of uh programming that goes well beyond then just the number of games itself our guest on Good Morning Hamilton on 900 CHML, Moshe Lander, Senior Economics Lecturer at Concordia University. We're talking about the big business that is the FIFA World Cup, which kicks off in Qatar this Sunday. Budweiser, the king of beers, has been moved to less visible locations in Qatar. They're very strict with alcohol. It's not banned there, but they're strict in terms of where they can set up. The brewery obviously is not happy because this is going to impact the bottom line, I would, I would guess. Yeah, Budweiser spends about $75 million American relating to the World Cup, uh, and they have a relationship with FIFA that goes back almost 40 years. I I think the last time that Canada was in the World Cup is around the time that uh, Budweiser got involved, not saying that that's causal. Um, Recently, they were told uh, that their beer tents are going to be relegated to kind of second uh, best locations, uh, but this is like a last minute decision and it appears that it's coming from the Qatari royal family uh, rather than FIFA itself. And so this has Budweiser infuriated that uh, they've known that they were going to host the World Cup for a decade. And now less than a week before the event, they decide this is an issue. Uh, it, it does have them upset. And of course, uh, it is going to affect then the ability for people to get their alcohol on in what's essentially a dry country. 
There is also a uh, booze-related story of interest closer to home. Bars in Ontario, especially many of those in the Toronto area, want to be able to serve booze while the games are on. Now, some of those games are starting as early as 5 in the morning, others at around 8. They're hoping to serve alcohol before 9, which right now is against that city's bylaw. What kind of an impact could we see here? Well, uh, I mean, even if you allow for alcohol at that time of day, I know there's people that would take advantage of it. uh, But how much alcohol can we really be selling uh, on a Monday morning at 5 a.m.? So, you know, I I think that each locale has the ability to change their laws to to alcohol sales. I think that you'll see that there's a lot more flexibility that's going to be introduced, probably on the realization that we're not going to be dealing with public drunkenness at nine in the morning. Uh, in many cases, the weekends might be something different, but uh, you know, the, the fact is that alcohol does go with the world cup as Budweiser is uh, living proof. And so, you know, if you want to go to the local pub and, and catch these games and, and share the experience uh, you know, a pint or two might need to be poured. And so uh, I, I think it's good for the local businesses that especially been suffering from the last couple of years, that if they at least have the option to sell alcohol, uh, I, I don't think that it's going to do much harm in, in as opposed to if the games were at 5 or 8 o'clock at night, right? Yeah, it'd be a much different story. I'm sure some of these bars and pubs will have, I don't know, some kind of uh, you know coffee-related uh, marketing plan that they're going to employ during the World Cup. It'll be interesting to see. Moshe, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for joining us this morning. Anytime. That is Moshe Landers, Senior Economics Lecturer, Concordia University, as we chat about the World Cup kicking off this Sunday in Qatar. Canada, of course, is in this tournament for the first time since 1986. Thanks for listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday mornings from 530 to 9 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.